0: Welcome to the Valspod, where we're covering the Valspar Championship like a fresh coat of paint. On today's episode, we have Taryn Gregson from the PGA Tour. Taryn is the host of two shows on PGA Tour social media, The Takeaway and The Good, Bad, and Unusual. Taryn has some good insights about the Valspar Championship for us, so take it away. I want to welcome to the show a good friend of mine on the show. She led off our coverage last year at the Valspod. It's Taryn Gregson from PGA Tour Live. How are you doing, Taryn?
1: I'm doing great. Thanks for having me.
0: Oh, man, it's my pleasure. We, we have so much to get caught up on. I feel like we've talked last year, but maybe it feels like decades ago. <laughs> oh yeah, A lot yeah. has
1: happened since then.
0: Yeah, isn't that the <laughs> truth? Isn't that the truth? So um, remind everybody who's listening or watching what, what your role is at PGA Tour Live and the shows that you're a part of.
1: Yeah, so I work for the PGA Tour, and I have two shows for them. The Takeaway, which is a nightly recap show, recapping the action that happened in that day's tournament coverage, and that is on PGA Tour social media, so Facebook and Twitter and PGATour.com, and then I also have a weekly recap show called The Good, Bad, and Unusual, and that runs on PGA Tour social media as well, on PGA Tour YouTube YouTube. Facebook, and Twitter, and that show is exactly what it sounds like. It recaps the good, bad and unusual that happened at the tournament that week. And it's just a fun twist. It's not a typical highlight show. It shows a lot of the stuff that you wouldn't see in the highlights. And so I have a lot of fun with that. And I also get to contribute to PGA Tour Live, do interviews with players if I am on site that week with them and um, haven't been in studio with them in quite some time because of the pandemic. Um, but yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. I get to do wear a lot of different hats for for the PGA Tour.
0: That's great, and, uh, yeah, and I love the uh, good, bad, and unusual particularly. I wonder, did you have to dig pretty deep this year since there wasn't uh, any fans? I mean, it's usually kind of, well, I guess it's player tomfoolery, but a lot of the fan stuff was pretty zany too. Like, I love the fan stuff.
1: Absolutely. We totally missed the fans there for a little while, and You're right. A lot of times the fans interjected and uh, contributed to the fun on the show, but now we're starting to see some fans back again. So we've had some fans in the show in the show now. It's not just the players anymore. we had a couple weeks ago um, when Jordan Spieth won um, at the Valero Texas Open, we had a little uh, fun gibber jabber between him and the fans. He kind of hit it by the gallery there, and so we had that in it. Um, at the Masters, we had a random story about Bryson DeChambeau just showing up at a local park and playing disc golf, and he joined up with some fans that were also there playing. It was totally random. So that was actually fans off the golf course that we incorporated into the show, so so um, it is just so awesome to see the fans back. Everybody loves it. The players love to have the fans back. Of course, the fans like to be there and it just makes everything better.
0: Yeah, I bet. I mean, I did see the uh, Deshambo thing and it caught me really off guard. I'm you know the the profile of person that plays disc golf versus what I think of DeShambo, Even though I've never met the guy, of course, it just this seems such an odd mismatch. But he was like seemed so approachable and cool, and they were doing selfies. I I, was, I thought it was cool. You guys picked it up.
1: Yeah, and the uh, the dad of the family that was there playing disc golf, he said the same thing that Bryson just acted like a totally normal guy. They didn't even know, like Bryson invited him to be a part of the group, and uh, they didn't even know it was Bryson Deshambo. He introduced himself. He's like, "Yeah, hi, I'm Bryson. You can play with us if you want." And it took him a little <laughs> bit to figure out that it was until he threw
0: it like seven hundred yards.
1: <laughs> until yeah, that's probably what happened. <laughs>
0: Oh man, that's funny. All right. Well, you know, you know, my favorite, and I'm biased because I'm, t- we're talking about the Valspar Championship here. My favorite, uh, good, bad, and unusual segment was from the Valspar Championship. I think it was from 17, and I talked to you about it last year. And it was where a fan who jumps out of one of the most popular places to eat and drink on the course, the Hooters the Owl's Nest, on I don't remember what hole 16, I think, or 12 and a uh, uh, osprey, a local bird of prey, gets a fish out of one of the local ponds, but it drops on the fairway, and the guy jumps out onto the course <laughs> and ju- grabs a fish, puts it back in the lake, and just starts coming back and has his arms over his head, and everybody's giving him high fives. It was, it was hilarious.
1: I do remember that. That was uh, quite the random moment, but that's what the show's all about, and because of those things – that's what I remember about the PGA tour. That's like in my memory bank, whenever I have to, you know, come up with different moments to maybe showcase from the archives on social media. I'm one of the people that can pull those crazy moments out. Of course I get to see, you know, the major historical moments as well in golf, but I'm the like random trivia girl for these random moments, like a fan getting a fish out of the fairway.
0: (laughs) I love it. And that's that's right. Where I, that's why I love to talk to you all these times and why you've been so nice to come on the show with us. Um, I love that where you, you, you obviously are a sports person. You love golf. You get to pour through all these highlights. So there's no better person to talk to you about who's coming to our tournament. So I'm going to throw out some big names that are already committed to playing in Bar, which kicks off on April 29th here at Innisbrook at the Copperhead course. Um, so we have DJ coming back. I, this is the second time he was in contention the first time he played in 2019. What do you think of DJ?
1: I mean, rule number one can't go wrong with DJ and you never know, um, you know, what he's going to pull out of his hat that week. You know, DJ can win each and every week out here and he's just so chill and has such a good demeanor out there on the course that, um, you know, for him, he just makes winning look so easy and, you know, he can do it any week and, you Um, You guys are right in the middle, the Valspar, in this really awesome stretch of golf. You know, we're right now into the meat of the season. I feel like, um, you know, once the players gets here, the Players Championship and the Masters, we start to get into that major championship season where these guys are really um, picking their spots. So you have to be really honored whenever you get the type of people like dj to come to your tournament because that means that it was strategic that he chose to come to the valspar championship in the midst of you know the pga championships a couple weeks later and it just it shows that they think that this is um integral in their prep for these big for these big events so um obviously you know you guys have had lots of big names in the past and and players love this tournament but um, you know, it's it's pretty cool to see that they think that this is a part of their prep um, for these big events and that they think that, and, you know, Valspar is obviously a huge event. So it's really cool to see big names like DJ and love to see that Justin Thomas is in the field. He's obviously had some great yeah, success go. in Florida. Um, you guys you know the Florida swing happened like last month and so then they kind of circle back around to the Valspar championship in the Tampa area and so I think you're starting you're seeing some of these guys that had some good success on the Florida swing are like hey I want to come back um, and play at the Valspar.
0: Yeah there you go yeah that's what I was thinking I mean when we came out of obviously um, last year was just we were probably impacted the Valspar championship was probably impacted as much or more than any other tournament on the PGA tour. Um, the, the, the plug was pulled because of the pandemic about a week before I was actually on site when that happened. And it was, the energy went from absolutely fantastic to, Oh my gosh. And obviously it was just such, such a gutting experience for everybody. So I'm telling you what we have in store for people this year. I mean, it's, it's fabulous. And Tracy West who runs our tournament, um, She's kind of always said that to me in the last few years, and we were in different positions, like you said. We were always before the before the Masters, and we sort of sold our, our course in Copperhead as great prep for a course that's going to be really difficult to play. Um, I think you're right about the PGA Championship, and then Wells Fargo follows us, so you're kind of seeing this Carolina-style course happen. And I think the guys, like you said, have acknowledged that um, – we typically have a re- – I mean, we're going to give you some good highlights because it's always close down here.
1: Yeah, it's it, – Ennisbrook is a fabulous tournament with a tough test. And, yeah, you guys have had some fireworks and some major historical moments happen. Um, you know, Jordan Spieth obviously comes to mind in that scenario. Um Paul Casey I know someone you wanted to talk about and he's really kind of blossomed at the Valspar Championship he's always been a world-class player and you know he started to really see his rise and break through here in the U.S. at the Valspar Championship and hey let's also not forget that it's a Ryder Cup year and so these guys want to get some points and um you know, they want to make up for lost time last year, too, like you were saying, um, with a lot of these events being canceled. And I think the Valspar, this is just such a perfect, I know I keep talking about the schedule, but as you alluded to, it's just such a perfect spot to be in in the schedule, especially with the PGA Championship being at Kiowa. It's just, you guys are in an awesome spot.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it was certainly, from from my perspective, being here and close to a couple of the guys that work the course, I talked to the head superintendent, Ryan Stewart, who does the course. I don't know if you follow it on social media, but if anybody follows the course, the Innisbrook courses here or Copperhead or following Valspar championship online. I mean, every day there's these vistas they put up and, you know, it's a PGA tour course. You're going to get that, but I'm seeing it. And I'm like, Oh my goodness, we are ready. I mean, it looks amazing. And there's not as many grandstands, so you can almost see it in, Like it's real splendor. Like I went to Bay Hill this year and it was beautiful because you didn't have the obstructions of views and you can just see this massive, massively difficult course. And it's just such a cool vantage point.
1: It is. And it's kind of neat to see the players can attack the course a little bit differently um, and, you know, take different angles because of those grandstands not being there. Um, So, you know, grandstands being there isn't a bad thing. It's just that we're, we have this opportunity to see tournaments being played slightly differently than we have in the past. So that's kind of
0: neat. Yeah, no kidding. Well let's step away from the golf course really quick and step away from your, your, one of your jobs, I'll say, because you've added a job. And I didn't want to let you go without acknowledging the fact that you've added a job over this pandemic, a very important one, probably the most important one. You've become a mother. So congratulations.
1: Thank you so much. Yeah, this year has had its ups and downs, but we definitely had a huge up for us uh, here in the Gregson household.
0: So, okay. So when I talked to you last year, so about a year ago, round numbers, you know, uh Nothing about kid talk. So what's the last year taught you off the golf course? Like, uh, is it is it a whirlwind? Is it just blinking? You missed it? Uh, is, uh, just tell me about being a mother over the last year.
1: No, it's been amazing. It's the best job I've ever had. And, and it's just motherhood and parenthood, as you can attest to, is just such a blessing. And it's just so amazing. And, you know, your, your life just takes on a new lens for you and you just really appreciate everything you appreciate all the little things and you know in many ways it's harder but it's so worth it and you appreciate and you love the challenge of being a parent and it's just so much fun and they bring so much joy to your life and it really is awesome I love it Um, having a little baby girl has been one of the best things that's ever happened to me
0: well, I can feel it in your voice and it's it uh, I I can attest to a similar feeling. Now, I'm noticing the green screen behind you. Does that mean he, are you are you filming from home?
1: Yes, this is you are currently in my home studio. So, that's another um small blessing that has come out of this pandemic for me is that I went from um, working in the PGA tour studios, which granted I miss, you know, being in the studios and miss being around my coworkers, but I've gotten to work from home this past year, um, the same year that I happen to have a baby. So it's been really great to spend this extra time with her and be at home with her. And um, we've learned new ways to work now. And that's been really fantastic. So yeah, this is, you're getting a little peek at my home studio. I film every night, right here in our little golf room in front of my portable green screen. And I love it. I think it's fun.
0: Have you? How much have you cut out of baby screaming material?
1: <laughs> yeah, you should ask my video editors that. They've definitely <laughs> had to, uh, I've had to do a few takes, uh, retakes here and there because of the baby screams in the background, but hey, that's all right.
0: Nice, nice. So, okay, let's circle back. So again, congratulations from everybody here at the Valspar Championship. You wear motherhood really well. I can tell yours just like glowing with pride, and I'm telling you, every day is a blessing. Um, let, let's, um, let's go back to the Valspar Championship. Again, we kick off on the 29th. Um, you talked about the fact that we're pretty well positioned before the next major, which is the PGA Championship, a few month, a few weeks after we go. Um, you know, last year when we talked here, and you're not going to remember this, but I do, you said – I'm assuming that might be your golf room. Is that true? Mm-hmm okay, and you said, you know, this is the Valspar Championship, and you said, I think the next, our house is fairly new, and we don't need any paint, but the next room that Mitchell might paint is our golf room, so I was thinking more of a blue, and so I'm wondering, it looks pretty white, so we're the (laughs) Valspar Championship. Do you need any help from us?
1: I might need some help. Yeah, this is uh, agreeable gray, I think is what it's called. Um,
0: (laughs) It's agreeable.
1: Yeah, it's what our house was painted whenever we moved in, and I- (laughs) I haven't picked up the paintbrush since. Oh, so, you've been
0: doing other things. We just talked yeah, about what you've been doing. We've been right? a little busy,
1: but uh, maybe you can help me get a green. So instead of having the green screen, I could just paint the wall. And you know,
0: we, we they're on on the course right now. The placards are up, and I walked by one the other day that had a uh, a, a hue of green, and one is called divot. And I thought oh. of you. I I no BS. I thought of you exactly when I saw it. I thought of you and Mitchell, and I thought. If a golf room ever had a color, it's a divot.
1: I love that. That's a great. That's that's a great name. There you go. I love it, divot.
0: There you go. All right, cool. All right, so hot seat time, 2021 Valspar Championship, May second. Somebody's hoisting a trophy. Give me. Yeah. So we talked about the big guys. Give me a non top two guy that you might think can make some noise
1: a non-top two guy well i've got your um your field list pulled up here so i need to take a look at it right now because i was
0: you know what guy i like i i like lonto griffin to me feels pretty good or like what about like billy horshaw he's a florida kid Billy's a great
1: pick um billy has been playing fabulous lately i mean obviously um playing well at the at the Dell match play and and winning that but um, he's had some some awesome finishes um, the past few weeks, and ha- he's definitely trending up in the right direction. Um, if you're lobbing me a name, I think Billy Horschel's a good one, and I know that you don't want me to pick a a big name, but I was I was looking at Paul Casey, and he, other than the fact that he's won here a couple weeks. And I knew he was playing well, but it kind of surprised me, I have to say, whenever I was looking at some of his finishes here lately, that he had a top five and a top ten in the two events that he played in Florida at the Players' Championship and at the Arnold Palmer Invitational. So I think that's that's pretty good indication that he could come back to Florida and play pretty well. Um, And then, you know.
0: Man, that would be something three in a row, wouldn't it?
1: That would be pretty – that's Tiger-like right there, you know, when you're talking about – a player a horses for courses and a player winning like that uh Justin Thomas you know obviously has that players championship win I'm just really I I'm feeling the whole let's pick a guy who played well um when they were playing here in Florida and I I like that so and Billy Horschel why not he's one of them
0: yeah he gave you some good material at the Masters too (laughs) right
1: Oh, that poor guy. Hopefully, he can keep his white pants white <laughs> oh. this time around at the Valspar Championship.
0: Hey, hey, I was pretty impressed. I've seen some grass stains. Being a father of five myself, and he did pretty well for the I know, spill
1: know His little, uh, his little spill that he took on thirteen, and he was in the water two days in a row at thirteen in, in Race Creek. <laughs> um, but I have to hand it to him for, um, for yeah, staying mostly clean through that whole episode. But that is totally something that I would do. That's what I love about Good, Bad, and Unusual, the show that I get to do, because I try to make it positive. That's the one thing I want is to, is for someone to smile and get a good laugh out of it. But, you know, when we, we're not really poking fun at these guys. We see ourselves in these guys. Like me, I would have totally wiped out on national television, just like Billy Horschel did. That's something that I would do.
0: Well, I saw one that I totally, that was, it was what you did after the Masters, and you said totally relatable, and it's literally the adjective I would describe what they were, what was seeing visually. It was guys weaving through the azaleas, and I'm like, if I could only get on to Augusta National, I guarantee you I would be seeing all those places, because I wouldn't be oh. on the green.
1: I know. I mean, we were seeing the visuals of Bryson, I think it was Thursday or Friday, of Bryson going into the woods and trying to find his ball. And I'm like, okay, that's totally me. And then I started to see these uh, photos of Webb Simpson looking for his ball through like this just meadow of beautiful azaleas. And I'm like, okay, that is not relatable. (laughs) I would never find myself going through beautiful azaleas. I'd be more like Bryson going through the muck of the woods.
0: Yeah, or or Billy Horse is slamming his club into his yeah. bag. You know, I'm like, oh, now that's my guy. Like, I can get with that <laughs> dude. Oh, I love it. Well, I tell you what, it, Taryn, I, like I said, you've been a friend to the spot for a couple of years now. I hope we can count count on you for many more. We love your material on PGA Tour. Um, I love your relatable stuff on Good, Bad, and Unusual. The takeaway is, is great for another reason. I love watching the highlights. So thanks for all you do. We appreciate you coming on, and hey, if you ever need to come down to Copperhead, you let us know, okay?
1: Oh, yeah, thank you. I love Copperhead. I've been there a couple times, and it's awesome. But you got me psyched about the condition of the course. Can't wait
0: to see it. Oh, man. Well, let me give you some insight. So the overseat is different. The visual is going to be a little different on on your screen. And, you know, winning here is usually like a plus or minus two from ten, okay? So it's going to be a packed house at the top. And, and it always comes down to who doesn't mess up the last three holes, the snake pit. You either get bit by the snake pit or you kind of tiptoe through. And I'm telling you, I, ho- I hope we give you some good highlights. I think we will. We got a good feel.
1: I think so, too. It's going to be great.
0: All right. We'll talk to you again soon. Thanks, Taryn. Taryn and PGA Tour. Thank you so much. I'm Tobin Walsh. Thank you for joining the Valspod. Look for our future episodes and follow along at at thegoodbaddad on social media platforms or at Champ, or at Innisbrook. We'll see you next time.